that lets you save the look here true form life green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Exploring Mind and Body. Always appreciate your time and efforts to see what we have going on and being a part of our community. Today, I'm bringing on Scott Allen Turner, who's a financial rock star. <laughs> He's the host of the Scott Allen Turner Show and the author of best-selling 99-Minute Millionaire. He's going to tell you about how he went from a self-proclaimed money moron to, at age 22 to a self-made millionaire 13 years later. Now, Scott has all kinds of tips and suggestions. I ask some oddball type of questions that are just curious to me, and I think they're going to be, I think some of you would be curious as well. So I appreciate Scott coming on, being a good sport, offering some great tips and information. I know you're going to love this one. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up on. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Scott Allen Turner in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Scott. Thanks, Drew. Glad to be here. It's our pleasure. So, Scott, you were talking about, or in the introduction, you went from a self-proclaimed money moron to a self-made millionaire 30, 13 years later. A super interesting story that I'd love to hear more about. How did you go from not knowing much about money at all to being a millionaire? Yeah, I came out of college like most people, not knowing about mortgages or car loans, interest rates, any of that stuff. I didn't get that education in school, as most people do not. Didn't get it growing up. So when I came out of school, I had typical, for most people, student loans, went out and bought a new vehicle shortly after, financed it, not knowing anything about interest rates, and then took on some credit card debt as well. And over a few years getting out of school, I started learning about personal finance. Not enough, because after I had all that debt, I went out and bought a too much house and an (laughs) even more expensive car. Woke up one day and realized, hey, you got a really nice house with a massive mortgage. You're a single dude and you don't have anything in the bank account. You've got all these big debts. So it kind of freaked me out at that point. That was about age 25. Started getting an education about personal finance through listening to guys on the radio and starting to read books. And I got that aha moment to turn my life around and say, you know, this is not necessarily a great way to live. You've got all these debts. You're paying all this money towards interest. Let's switch that around. I sold my expensive car, went out and bought a junker, and that started my path towards accumulating wealth. And through working hard in the corporate world, starting some side businesses, which did pretty well, living frugally in some areas of my life, and that allowed me to accumulate a lot of wealth really quickly over a short period of time. Do you have any book recommendations for us that kind of helped you with that aha moment and move towards more being more in control of your money? My One of my favorite books is called The Millionaire Next Door. It was written by this guy named Thomas Stanley, and he interviewed, I think, about 1,500 millionaires when he was doing all this research on this book. He was a, a professor at a university down here in the United States. And what he found is the perception people have of millionaires is they're wearing fancy suits, fancy purses, they wear Rolexes, and they've got it all figured out. They're driving nice cars, making bukus of money. 
And what he found out, was, that's absolutely false. They're wearing Timex watches. They're, they look like you and I. They're like the guy next door, except they've got a huge bank account <laughs> or, the, or the lady next door. And that bug really switched my perception on how I treat money, how I think about money, and how you accumulate wealth and the difference between those that spend without even paying attention and those that make conscious decisions in order to accumulate wealth, retire early, or whatever your goals happen to be. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I had a chance to read that book as well. And it was, you know, he, he thought it was cool how he talks about, I mean, you have a, the farmer that looks like a farmer and they've got all this money in the bank. You have the opposite where people look like they have these fancy cars and big houses and maybe all this jewelry, but there's nothing in the bank. There's nothing behind it. <laughs> and uh, I just thought it was cool how he kind of brought that up and, and, you know, brought that to our attention and said, this is, this isn't exactly how millionaires live. Yeah. And I had a really cool experience just a couple of weeks ago. I got to sit down with a, a billionaire with a B and I had met him before I was sitting out in the lobby of his building and he walks in and I kind of look up and he's got jeans on just like a regular little polo shirt. And then we sat down and started hearing about his background. He grew up on a ranch doing cattle work and it was not what you expect of when you think about a billionaire. He's just a normal guy. <laughs> if you saw if you saw him in the store, you would not think this guy is worth a ton of money. He just looks like everybody else. <laughs> well, I think that if you have that much money, you're not too concerned about what everyone else thinks of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Millionaire Next Door is one of the books that that's that's an older book. I think that'd be fair to say. Is there any newer types of books that you would you could recommend or that you've read recently? An investment book that a lot of people like, and I do as well, call it a random walk down Wall Street. Again, that's an older book, but it opens people's eyes to the proper way to invest, get started investing, and typically not what we think about when we're saving for retirement. Normally, it's, ah, I got to go, so Snapchat, something in the news right now, I got to go out buy Snapchat, and Snapchat's going to make me a bunch of money. And this guy did the research, the author of the book, finding out, you know, here's how people sell stuff on Wall Street, the marketing all behind it and all the hype. And here's the real way to accumulate wealth if you want to get into investing. All right, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we're going to dive deep here with Scott. And I'm going to ask him that really about that aha moment and how he's able to change and move forward with his goals and dreams. And if you never want to miss a show, download our free app on any Apple device. Stay right there. Be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. I want to take a moment to tell you about the Sunshine House Financial Center right here in Sussex. Because you take your health seriously, you set goals, and make a plan to reach your health and fitness targets. Have you thought about a plan to help you reach your financial targets? Whether you're dreaming of retirement, saving for your child's education, or protecting your family in the event of death, disability, or serious illness, Sunshine House Financial Center has the financial security planning solutions to help you reach your goals. A goal without a plan is just wishful thinking. What's your plan? Contact us today and we'll help you develop a financial plan for you, your family, or your business suited for your lifestyle and budget. Starting today, you can lay a solid foundation for your financial independence. Call 433-4588 to speak to Greg, Jane, or Edward Keith. They're looking forward to hearing from you. At 25, it seems like that's a young age. Like at 25, today we feel like we get out of college or we get out of high school, we get out of college. We're supposed to have that house. We're supposed to have a car or a fancy car. And then, of course, everything comes along with that, with a, like a family and that. Not that I'm against jobs or any of this, but you know, we're supposed to have that career. 
and accumulate these things. And at 25, you kind of flipped the script and you said you went from those kind of things to something else. When you talk about that aha moment or that turning point, was there something that that really grabbed you, like a, a big decision that was like, I don't need to live this way. I want to change my life. The biggest emotion that I went through was just fear. <laughs> and a lot of people don't get that until they're in their mid 40s or even 50s as retirement gets closer. If you have not saved enough and you not accumulated enough to carry you through your 60s, 70s and 80s, that is when the fear really starts to strike. But for me, it was in my early 20s because I was single and didn't have anything in my bank account at the time. Just really got kind of nervous. And that was a gear shift for me. And the other thing was wasteful spending. And I got that right out of college as soon as the first student loan bill hit. I got the invoice. I sent in my first check. The second one hit and I saw, OK, you paid two bucks towards principal and one hundred dollars towards interest. And I just got mad. So between fear and anger of wasting money, that really motivated me to change my life around. <laughs> you saw the interest and you're like, I don't want to pay this interest <laughs> the rest of my life. Yeah. And a lot of people, they bury their hands in the sand. They don't look at their credit card statements because it's scary. You don't want to know what's in there. You don't want to write down what you spent the previous month on whatever you spend money on because we don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. It is. <laughs> when you start writing that stuff down, it's like, oh, well, we spent $500 in pizza last month. That probably wasn't the best decision. And it's painful to do that. But going through that exercise, finding out where is our money going, where are we spending on it, is that really what we spend it on in our short, midterm, and long-term goals? And then from there, you can make better decisions, wiser choices, that are in line with your short, medium, and long-term goals. What do you think the difference is between someone like you that made that decision, that that maybe that fear turned your uh, perspective around, and those that pay off student loans for most of their lives, which is a very real reality I'm sure you could attest to? Yeah, absolutely. One is just the awareness of, hey, you don't need to spend the rest of your life paying off student loans. What would your life be look like or what would your life look like if you did what I did? I paid off my student loans in two and a half years rather than somebody who might take 20. Well, when you do that, pay it off early, get rid of the car payments, that opens up a ton of opportunities that you don't otherwise have. You're not bound by your job anymore. You're not bound by where you live. You can you want to take off a year and travel. You take off a year and travel. You want to quit your job because you don't like your boss. You quit your job because you don't like your boss. You've got that financial freedom. You've got that lifestyle freedom and all the amazing things that go with that. I think people, they don't recognize that's available because what we've had beaten our heads from day one is you go through high school, you go through college, you probably got to take out student loans, you get into the corporate world, you're going to work till age 65, and then you're going to retire for 20, 30 years living somewhere on the beach or in a retirement home. And we're learning now that when we, we, you don't have to do that anymore. You can go to school, pay off your student loans in a couple, three years. You can save for 10 years and you can retire at 30, 35. You choose. You choose. There's a choice out there. People have to recognize it's a choice and then you can make it. You know, one of the things that I noticed was I stopped ordering, I suppose, as I began to get healthier and change my lifestyle, I stopped drinking less alcohol. I really don't drink much anymore at all. But when you go out and eat that alcoholic beverage, one or two, it's, you know, it's five, seven, 10 bucks and you have maybe one to three of these that triples your bill. <laughs> yeah. When I go out with my wife, if we have drinks and 
a couple of desserts, that's pretty much half the bill. And then you've got to pay taxes and tip on top of that. So when you cut just those things out, you can save a ton of money. For me, when I go out, I don't like paying the two fifty or $3 or $3.50 for a soft drink, which I have sometimes. To me, okay, I can go to a soda machine or go to uh, Costco, wherever, and get a can of Diet Coke for $0.20. Cents. Why do I want to pay four bucks for it when I'm going out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that brings up a good point because, you know, regarding health and wellness, the topic of this show is when you go out to eat, sometimes I feel like we feel like we have to have that soft drink or alcoholic beverage because everyone else is ordering. Or sometimes we feel like, though, I honestly used to feel like if I didn't order something like that, the waitress would think I was cheap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, So understanding that obligation doesn't have to be there. And then dessert as well. If everyone else is ordering dessert, then it doesn't mean you have to have one. Or you can even share a dessert. But these are all things that are going to improve your health and help you with your budget as well. Yeah, I've learned over the years that I'm just going to have to stick to my guns and look like the odd man out. And I'm okay with that. It's the kind of the lifestyle I've chosen to be out of the mainstream. And I've done that in the past. I've gone out with a big group of friends, and I may be dieting at the time for whatever reason. And I'll sit in a restaurant and have a glass of water for two hours. Tell me about habits and routines of building wealth. Early on, it's really important to call automating your savings. So if you have an employer retirement plan or you've got some extra income, just setting up something where a certain dollar amount every month comes out of that sight unseen before you even get to touch it and goes towards your long-term financial goals, whatever they happen to be. Maybe it's saving for a house or saving for retirement. And that's, it's really easy to get going. And when you don't see the money, it comes out of your account before you get a chance to spend it. It's almost like you've forgotten about it. So you don't think, oh, you know, I've got this money over here. I'm going to go spend it. And by doing that, it builds habit really, really easily. All right, stay right there. We're going to take a short break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask Scott about the biggest complaint we have in the health food industry or the health and wellness industry of why healthy food costs so much. Scott's going to tell you about why you should invest in your health now instead of later. And if you're looking for some help to get you going in the right direction, maybe you need some meal planning, some fitness routines, some lifestyle coaching, head over to trueformlife.com slash healthy lifestyle with coaching to see how we can get you going in the right direction. Stay right there. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. I want to take a moment to tell you about Complete Truth Protein. Now, Complete Truth Protein is a whole food supplement. This means it's made with whole foods, being quinoa and hemp hearts. Many times when we look at conventional supplements, our body has a difficult time absorbing, digesting, and utilizing all the nutrients, which is why I always prefer and suggest whole foods. So if you look at Complete Truth Protein, it's it's a plant-based product. It's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free and GMO free. It's also a raw product. So we're looking at all kinds of ways to improve your health. That's going to be easy to utilize, digest and absorb. And more than anything, burn off is energy. The very first thing customers tell us is they can't believe how much more energy they have from adding complete truth protein to their smoothies. So head over to hempy.ca slash CTP. Now, if you want 15% off, all you have to do is enter in EMB in the discount code. Hempy.ca slash CTP. I mean, one of the biggest things that people talk about when eating healthy is, oh, it costs too much money. <laughs> That's something, <laughs> something I deal with on a regular basis. Why would you say paying more for healthy food is a smart long-term investment? As I think of it is, you have two choices in life. You're going to pay now 
or you're going to pay later. So you can eat ramen noodles every day for however much they cost, 30 cents every meal. And that'll save you a lot of money now. But then 20, well, I'd say even sooner than that, uh, 10 days down the road, <laughs> 20, 30 years down the road, you live that lifestyle and that diet, that is going to catch up to you. And then you've got the high medical expenses. You're going to feel lousy in the, those times and your body is going to break down faster. So you're going to, you're going to pay for it now, either in finances, paying more for food, or you're going to pay for it later with less energy, less health, less mobility, um, less lifestyle choices. Less quality of life. Exactly. Yes. Healthier suggestions around food. That's the biggest thing. Like I feel better and there's no, unfortunately there's no tangible way to measure that. Like for example, we don't teach counting calories. We don't teach stepping on the scale. And unfortunately when we look at how you feel, you can't say, well, I guess you just can't measure it. Unfortunately, you have to have faith in the process and the people that are teaching you these things and try it for a period of time. 30, 60, 90 days. I've heard people in a couple weeks when they try these new foods, new lifestyle, they notice a significant amount of energy that's increased in their life and they feel better. But unless you're willing to commit to that period of time, you're never going to know. And you're just going to say, ah, those guys don't know what they're talking about. But guys like you, Drew, do. (laughs) I want to take a moment to tell you about Detoxify Yourself. Now, Detoxify Yourself is really a personal story that I put together in a book for my clients and family and those interested in how I teach to live a healthy lifestyle. I had no idea it would become a bestseller in a major city, Calgary, Alberta, where I grew up. I was on Global News, and I want to share more about it with you right now. So Detoxify Yourself talks about the main food substances that I choose to avoid, which is no gluten, dairy, soy, or GMOs. So this is a 30-day meal plan that avoids all those substances. It also talks about the toxins not only we put in our body, but we put on our body as well, and the toxins we surround ourselves with like a toxic environment. So if you want more details about Detoxify Yourself, if you want to kickstart on how to avoid these toxic substances, I have all the recipes laid out for you. I have all the information. It's very simple and easy to follow. So head over to trueformlife.com for more details. Environment is something that I often talk about. I think it's very important to be around people that are supportive, those that uh, are into health and wellness, those that are, that are more active. Financially, is that something important to you? Do you surround yourself with people that control money on a better rate, maybe make more money, manage money better? Is that important to you environmentally? I think it's important. Uh, yes, I the people that are in my network circle of friends have a similar financial philosophy in life. And that's kind of been true for many, many years. What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> I have, yeah, I have a 2007 Honda fit. It's got 110,000 miles on it. I paid cash for it 10 years ago and it's still going. My wife hates it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she says, it, she says it's a death trap, which yeah, it's, it's hard to see on the highway cause it's a pretty small car. <laughs> And what kind of car does your wife drive? She drives a 2009 Toyota Highlander. So she has an SUV, which is appropriate for our family. We have twin three-and-a-half-year-olds. Wow, congratulations. Thanks. So is it just the two vehicles? Yes, that's all we have. Why do you think people feel like they need to have those fancy cars or expensive SUVs? 
Because they look awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Be honest. Yeah. We like to feel good. We like to feel like we've accomplished something. All right. We got my first job. I'm going to go out and get a new car because I've arrived. I've done it. I've made it. I've got through school. I don't want to reward myself. Also, cars are an extension of ourselves. Whatever vehicle that you happen to buy, whether it's a truck or a sports car, it's like wearing a new coat or a new piece of jewelry. It makes you look good and feel good. I was just curious. Would your let's say inner circle or, or wealthy friends have fancy cars or would that be a different type of circle of friends let's say i know people who don't have a dime to their name and have very much and much nice well i drive an old car and it's a junkie as we mentioned <laughs> so pretty much everybody has a better car than i do <laughs> so uh, but so- on the but on, on the flip side, I've got a bigger bank account than most people have in my circle of friends. So there's, there's different uh, stages of life. I've just became aware of it earlier on than a lot of people do in my early 20s. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because you picture like millionaires, maybe billionaires. Like I suppose there's a difference, but you picture them with giant houses and 14 different brand new fancy cars, sports cars, luxury cars. And uh, I suppose just like the book we talked about, Millionaire Next Door, it's not it's not exactly true or not always true. Absolutely not. It's not true at all. I think the statistic is 80% of BMWs, which are really awesome looking cars, are leased. People need to keep in mind when you're driving down the street, pretty much any car that you see around you, no matter how nice it is, you see a Land Rover, whatever, Mercedes, the person driving it doesn't own it. The bank owns it. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask Scott about why it's normal for so many of us to live in debt. And if you're looking for a detox to get yourself going in the right direction, maybe some meal planning suggestions and how to detox your household, you can head over to detox.trueformlife.com. Stay right there. Be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. Sometimes a show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at True Form Life. So we're highly active. We'd love to connect with you. So find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show. Debt is normal. It's part of who we are, how we've been raised. And to learn about it's not normal, you can change your life, you can have a better life, you can have financial freedom. And here's what it looks like and here's why you should get it. One of the notes here that brought up another question I want to ask you is what you learned from taking a a $50,000 pay cut. It, It seems like more and more people are, I mean, we're in a world of small businesses and entrepreneurs and people doing kind of doing their own thing, but it's terrifying <laughs> to leave, <laughs> to leave uh, a, a well-paying job, something that it's, that's keeps you miserable and not wanting to get up in the morning, but it's terrifying to leave that and move on and do something that's going to help you follow your passion and make you happy in life. I'm I'm going to I'm guessing here that that's something that you did because you had to take this pay cut. Everyone has a false sense of security that if I work for someone else, I'm going to be gainfully employed for however I'm always going to have this job. I'm always going to have a paycheck and it's absolutely false. 
you don't own the job, you don't own the company, you're working for somebody else, you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, whether they're doing a good job earning the company or a lousy job, you don't know when the axe is going to fall, if it ever falls. I worked for a corporation, went through five rounds of layoffs, and I survived every single one, but we still went through five rounds of layoffs. <laughs> when I branched out on my own and took that massive pay cut, it was at a point, it was a very low point in my life. I had sick of working as much as I was, and what allowed me to do that is I had six months of savings I saved up, which covered my mortgage, eating, insurance. I just said, what is my monthly expenses that I need? What's the base I need to live on? No extras, no frills. What's that dollar amount? Multiply it times six. And that's my safety net. Now I've got the safety net. I can do whatever I want. And that allowed me to leave my corporate job, take that massive pay cut, work on my own side business and grow from there. So it was a bit of that savings that helped. What what got you over that hump, I suppose? I mean, it must have been terrifying to you at some degree that you were going to leave this corporate job and go and do your own thing. Oh, yeah. I had been in the corporate world for nine years at that point. So branching out on my own was, it was scary. <laughs> it's really scary learning, leaving a secure job, a secure paycheck for the absolute unknown. And the one thing that got me through that was that safety net that I had built up. It gave me that a little bit of extra comfort at night, going to sleep, and I imagine, well, what is the worst case scenario that could happen in my situation? Well, I've got six months of savings. I can unload my house in six months, even at a loss, get out from under it. I can find another job. I've got family who, at the worst case scenario, I can go stay with them. I'm not going to go hungry because I live in an awesome country and there's resources available. So when you add up all these things all right, we've got food, we've got shelter, we've got a place to live. I can get a job at some point down the road. All right, that's kind of a comfortable feeling. And then I've got this cash cushion underneath me as well. It makes it a lot easier to make that transition. These things do happen. And I, and I think that's important to bring up because we get so wrapped up in, I'm in debt. I don't like my job. How am I going to improve my quality of life? And there are success stories that happen every single day. And to me, I feel that success can be followed. There's a proven path that other people have done. We just need to find the right path for us and we can find that success. Absolutely. Everybody, everyone that I know started at either a net worth of zero, zero dollars or a negative net worth. I came from a negative net worth because I came out of college with student loans. And there's, there's nothing special about me or anybody else who's accomplished great wealth, gone on to create a company or achieve success in their career. We all start is that where we start? I mean, it sounds really profound. <laughs> and you go from there and you'll look back. All right. That was a dark time. That was a bad time. Maybe you're sitting there at the bottom of the pit right now and you can't even see the daylight because you're buried in so much debt or you get a mortgage, um, a bankruptcy lawsuit hanging over your heads. My encouragement is, all right, you might be there, but you're not going to be there for the rest of your life. If you're unemployed now, I've never known a single person in my life who has remained unemployed forever. It doesn't happen. You eventually get a job. I've known people who have been out of work for 18 months, but then they get a job. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. I didn't know you were done there, but that's, uh, I mean, eventually things turn around. Like we can get a job. We can change our circumstances. And if we have that right mindset and we, if we follow some of your tips here, Scott, I mean, that's something that we can all do. Absolutely. And it's, it's not easy. It's not a straight uphill. I mean, there's 
plateaus, there's pits, there's fallbacks, there's setbacks, because sometimes it's a one step forward, two steps back. I still make stupid mistakes in my life. You're going to make them throughout your whole life until you end. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's unavoidable. It's, yeah, it's just trying to minimize them as much as possible. That's right. Scott, if someone wants to know more information about what you do, or maybe they can follow along and maybe even get some of your help or advice, where would they go or what would they do? My website is scottallenturner.com, A-L-A-N. And if you go to scottallenturner.com slash E-M-B, we've got some special gifts up there, free gifts. One is 11 Habits of Millionaires. So if you don't want to read The Millionaire Next Door, I put together a really quick guide that helps people figure out, yeah, what are the habits of millionaires? What made them millionaires? A free guide on how to save $1,000 in one week, all the tips that I learned to cut your daily expenses. And my... Best-selling book, 99 Minute Millionaire, the audio version is available for free at that link as well. Fantastic. Thanks for putting that link together for our listeners. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking around till the end. I also want to thank Scott for coming on and sharing some of his insights and tips with us and his expertise. I think that's so important. Many of us walk around with debt all the time. And unfortunately, we just weren't taught how to get out of debt. We were, seems like we're more taught how to get in debt <laughs> than get out of it. So I hope you got something out of that conversation and I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you want more details as to what we have going on, head over to trueformlife.com. This is where we do meal planning, fitness routines, all that kind of stuff to help you get going in the right direction. All these past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. And don't forget about our free app. You can download on any Apple device. Or for some free stuff, head over to trueformlife.com slash EMB app. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddy, in health and fitness for a better world. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.